yeah, yeah, yeah. Gone on you with the pick and roll. Younger flame, he in sickle mode. Yo, what's up, everybody? It's time for the In Off the Bench podcast. I am Daniel Ball, the keeper of the peace, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-hosts, my partners in crime, my brothers from other mothers, Jim Cross and Randy Jowers. Boys, tonight is episode 18, titled Frilly Dilly. It's titled this because we're going to bring on Alex Frillman of Holmes Community College Baseball and Dylan Hale of Northwest Community College Baseball to talk to us about the JUCO grind, what it's like to be a JUCO player, what it's like in the summer leagues or high school life, and where they're headed in the next couple years. But before we bring those gentlemen on, Jim, talk to me about the weekend that was. What did we do? Man, I got to watch your favorite sport live and in action. We watched some soccer. We actually had some playing. There was no ties, just so you know. And my daughter was an absolute beast. A little vindication because a couple girls who made the high school team over her, as I texted you, didn't even start because, you know, defensive players just can't show out in these tryouts. So she showed out and then – On Sunday, as I sent you video of, me and one of our guests absolutely just destroyed the gym. It was, man, it was so awesome. Nobody was even in there. (laughs) Hey, that's, that's how you know you're really grinding is when you're the only one in the gym. Randy, it was a rough few days for the Grizz, but I will say, I mean, on the bright side, we, we hold our, our spot in our hands. So other than the the games, what did you do this weekend? Well, number one thing, we saw the Grizzlies get their first bubble win. Shout out to them. Casper uh, Briggs and I, former classmate, we had a customer event Friday night and uh, Saturday, saw how the other side lives, went to a birthday party, live on this, the Lakeland Lake. Let me tell you, boys, I got some money to make. I ain't on that level. Sunday, we played, we played the game of life just so I could act like I had that kind of money, and I won with a little bit over $4 million. I think my wife was trying to cheat. But I came out victorious. Nice. That way, if you're ever going to play a game with your kids, whether it's life, whether it's Monopoly, you really, like, dig in and, like, you got to be ruthless. You got to show them what life is really like. Oh, I was smoking them fools. They didn't want this smoke. So, for me, another productive weekend trying to figure out my job and what schools are going to do, whether we're going to open or whether we're going to do e-learning. It's a whole nonsense show going on over here. But uh, I did get to see my daughter do gymnastics. That was fun. She's having a a lot of fun with that. She's doing well. Um, Way better than I anticipated. So, that's fun to see. And I also have to take a minute and talk to you guys about Chick-fil-A, all right? So every, every so often, I get this urge for something sweet. And usually, I want to promote small businesses, so we kind of go to a local place and, and grab some ice cream and, and do our thing. But I wanted it to be easy. I took the easy way out. I wanted to just stay in my car, go through the drive through and get some ice cream. So we decided to go to Chick-fil-A. And Sierra, who was working the line and Man, I tip my hat to those Chick-fil-A folks because they're working the line outside. They got the line on the inside. Like, they run a tight ship. Tight, tight, tight. 
But anyhow, she told me that I should I should get the cookies and cream milkshake, but add chocolate to it. And I, it blew my mind. It was unbelievable. But I, I say that to say this is I want to shout out Chick-fil-A and their unbelievable service. They have it figured out. Like they have going through a drive-thru, going through a fast food line to a science. So shout out to Chick-fil-A. Shout out to Sierra who gave me a wonderful suggestion in my milkshake. And shout out to Miss Knight because why not? Shout out, baby. Their pleasure. So with that, with our shout outs out the way and our weekend out the way, we're going to bring our guests into the mix. I want to bring on Mr. Alex Frillman of Holmes Community College Baseball and Dylan Hale of Northwest Community College Baseball. Alex, how are we doing tonight? Doing pretty good. How about yourself? Excellent, man. Excellent. Dylan, I didn't forget about you. How you doing, brother? I'm good. How are y'all? Man, we're good. We're glad to have you guys on. Um, I'm excited you know, to be here. Good, good. So we'll we'll just jump right into it. I I want to start with you, Alex. So talk to me a little bit about your your growing up. Like what what was it about baseball that struck your interest? Why why did you start playing playing baseball as opposed to other sports, or did you play other sports? I mean, honestly, it was one of those sports where your mom and dad just put you in it. And- you know, I just fell in love with it. I uh, started probably when I was six or seven, started playing competitive baseball. And, yeah, I mean, I played basketball and football and all that too, but just something about baseball just made me love the game, and that's what I chose to further my career in. I got you. Well, it seems like it's working out so far. But, uh, Dylan, what about you? Was it something your parents threw you into, or was it your choice? How did that work? Yeah, uh I went to a little private school in Memphis, and uh, it was there, like a little t-ball league, and they signed me up. I was about three or four years old, and just from then on, I just fell in love and, and uh, yeah, pursued that, just like Alex said, work hard every day and just see what the future holds. Gotcha. So, Dylan, is, is you said you played t-ball. Was there something in t-ball where you're like, man, like, I'm – pretty good at this or was it later on down the road when you were like you know teens or middle school where you figured out hey like I, I got the skills I got some tools to work with when was it that you said hey man I, I think I could pursue this yeah well the moment uh, my, my parents told me this because I didn't know it I wasn't old enough to know it but I was about whenever I was playing t-ball at that uh Christian school league uh my dad tried to always set me in the right-handed box to be a right-hander but he said I'd switch around and turn into the left-handed box. So I guess at that moment, I was just like, got that lefty pop. And then as I grew up, uh, like U Triple SA days, I was just one of those big fat lefty home run hitting kids. So I guess, I guess uh, it, it, them Snowden days is whenever I figured, I, I guess I got the bat to do this. So I got to put everything else together. Gotcha. Alex, what- what about you? Were you were you the the chunky kid growing up? Did you did you have some tools or or when was it that you were like, hey man, like this I, I got something here? Yeah, growing up, I was pretty much the same, the short chunky kid that was behind the plate for most of my life, all the way up, pretty much until my junior year of high school. I caught, and my senior year I transitioned to first, but yeah, younger. Or like playing in the little league and stuff, I had a little bit of pop, a few home runs here and there every year, but 
for the most part, it was just my catching back in the day. It, isn't it messed up how coaches, Alex, they, they're like, well, let's put the big kid behind the plate. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. But, hey, they put me back there, and I loved it. And hey, I'll be, the first person, I'll be the first person to tell you, man, if, if you want a, a ticket to the next level, be a moderate to good catcher, and you can do a lot of things, a lot of things. But so you guys both ended up going to DeSoto Central. Alex, talk to me about, about those four years and, and what it was like playing at DeSoto Central. I know it's very competitive, a lot of good talent, but what were some of your, your, your highlights there? Uh, man, if I could do it all over again, I would. Uh, four years of high school at DeSoto Central playing baseball, that's – it was fun. It was competitive, like you said. It was fun winning. We had a really good team. My class was really good. And if I could go back and do it, I would with the same group of guys and try to repeat again. So, Dylan, you, you guys were teammates at DeSoto Central, correct? Oh, yes, sir. Frilly Dilly. So, Frilly Dilly. Yes, sir. I like it. I like it. So, so tell me, what is it like playing with Alex Frillman in high school? Is he was he a, a ladies man? Was he the chunky kid? Was he the quiet guy? Was he were you guys just inseparable and like two peas no. in a pod? No, he hey, shout out. Uh, I gotta do it for him. Shout out to Mary Chandler. They've been dating what three years now, Alex? Yeah, three They're years strong. So he 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 had that on lock, and uh, we we just always we we, we just like really push each other because we were both like on that same like. Like like mentality, like like this is what we want. So we really push each other, and we're really focused together. And like, as far as like outside of baseball, we were inseparable. Like, like, like sleeping at each other's houses, just having. I mean, just always, always doing something. Always yeah, doing just, something. So sleepovers, slumber parties, yeah, slumber just, parties. <laughs> I got you. So <laughs> talk me through, Dylan. Talk me through the four years at DeSoto Central. You come in as a freshman. Obviously, there's talent there. There's a lot of expectations. What was the process going from a freshman to the journey to go, okay, I'm signing with Northwest? Like, what was that like? What did you have to do to, to ha make that happen? Well, I, I'll actually start with eighth grade. I, Alex, can, Alex can vouch with me on this one, too, because uh, we, we tried out as eighth graders, and we both didn't make it. So that kind of like – like lit a spark under my butt, kind of put made me like push myself harder in the gym and 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 uh, just like like doing things on my own. And uh, then finally, ninth grade year came around, made it. And then uh, that, but like like Alex said, those four years were the best times of my life, playing for uh, uh, Coach Miller and Coach Monaghan, and uh, th those group of guys that throughout those four years that went through there, they were all they were all awesome classes. But um, my my biggest transition. In high school, was I was always a uh, corner out, corner infielder guy, first and third, just big, stocky. And uh, uh, Coach Monaghan in our uh, exit meetings, he he pulled me in there. I believe it was my sophomore summer, yeah. And uh, he said, "I want your bat in the lineup, but in order for uh, that to happen, you're going to have to transition into an outfielder." And growing up, I I would have never thought in a million years I'd hear those words come out of somebody's mouth, but uh, luckily, I, I, I practiced at it and got better at it, and I, I, I ended up falling in love with left field. I love it. So, Alex, same question to you. 
you you have this you come in as a freshman high expectations for a team you made the team now what is the process like going from a freshman to the point where you're okay i'm signing the papers to actually go play college baseball somewhere and it was honestly every day was a grind uh in high school you know i always thought about hey i'm gonna beat the dude out who's in front of me today because me as a catcher i was i was basically a second string going between me and uh, Connor Gardner. So every day, no matter what we did, from miles to weight room to running on the field, triangles, Jack Elite, everything, I looked at – I was like, I'm beating this kid out. And it was it was a friendly competition, but that was like my mentality for everything was, hey, get better and try to beat him out. Because when you're trying to beat him out, guess what he's going to try and do to you? He's going to try to beat you out. So it just ends up making everybody better at the end of the day. All right, mm-hmm. so with that, let me ask you, for real, what was it like, you know, when you started playing first baseman for D.C.? I mean, it it really wasn't that hard of a transition because, like, summer ball, playing with my summer ball team, I, uh, I would play the corners every so often just to, like, give me a break from behind the plate. And once I played first, I loved it. All you got to do is be able to field ground balls and swing it a little bit. I like how you make it sound easy. So that's another thing. I've seen you as a utility guy. You know, utility guys do not get enough respect because you will play wherever's asked. And I've seen you play first. You talked about catcher. I've seen you play third. What does it take to be a good utility guy? Man, just, I don't know. Honestly, it's just that grind and that pride, I guess. You just got to be able to just say yes, sir, and do it. Even if you haven't played it, just act like you have. Let it just, unfold. Well, just so you know, I didn't know that you caught all those years. And, you know, my son is an inspiring catcher. And he, you know, thinks the world of Dylan. You could probably take that top spot with my son. <laughs> if you just tell him you can teach him a few things to catcher, you'll be locked in. Absolutely. All right. So, Dylan, you just talked about moving to outfield. You know, you said left field. I've seen you move all around. I mean, are you comfortable anywhere in the outfield now? Yeah. Uh, at first, I mean, since, like, in high school, it was just – constant like constant reps and left uh I, I got used to making better reads and left but as as time went on um uh I, I I went to right like like this summer and uh and and started getting some reads out there too so yeah other than center field just because I'm not I'm not the fastest guy in the world but the corners I I, I got them on lock if I if I uh, get put out there for sure all right, so let me ask you, you know, I didn't play baseball. I did play some slow-pitch softball, and I played in the outfield. And I'm going to tell you, in just that, it's hard to track a ball. And, you know, we were talking earlier about that catch you had at Oxford. Tell me about what it's like jumping the fence and stealing a home run. Oh, man, that that moment was crazy. So, uh, I'm really flat-footed, so I was running to it. I mean, my vision's shaking. I look at the ball. I'm feeling for the fence, don't feel the fence. So I look back at the fence, have to pick up the ball again. And then at that time, I, I mean, my body met the fence and my glove was over the fence. And I was, I mean, I, I looked at my glove and it was in my glove. And I was just like, wow, I, I, I pulled that I pulled that back over the fence. And then everybody got hyped up and we, we went back in the dugout, did our job, hit the ball. Yeah, I'm a little disappointed. All the games I went to, I didn't ever see you get challenged. I didn't know if you were any good out there or not. <laughs> oh man, that, that was crazy. That, that was a, that was an awesome moment, though. All right, so let me ask you uh, one more thing about uh, DeSoto Central, Dylan. You know, I went, to, like I said, I went to a lot of games. What was it like batting behind Blaze Jordan a lot of the time? 
Oh, uh, really? Most people have have too big a pride or to like to like really look up to somebody that's younger than them. But Blaze, I always looked up to him, at, at like in in the hitting aspect, because I would learn stuff from him that that would help that would later help me with my hitting. And so, like, I always really like I never really like looked at it. I like never really looked at him as an underclassman. I just I just treated him like everybody else. That was really with everybody. But but other than that, I just I just took I just took what he did in the games and in the cages, and I, I ran with it. And he taught me a lot, honestly. And that's good. All right, so Frill, favorite moment, DC, hit me with it. Probably has to be my senior year against Warren Central when I hit a solo bomb in uh, game one. It was a uh, second round, I believe. Very nice. All right, what about you, Dylan? Favorite moment? Uh, game three, junior year, Tupelo. Uh, bases loaded. We were down by two I believe it was it was uh four to two and I hit a oppo oppo granny and put us in the lead six to two against Tupelo very nice that was, I don't that have was, like any like just doubles or <laughs> is it? everything's oppo grand slam yeah hey I've seen uh, a couple I've seen a couple doubles by Dylan because he needs to hit the weight room because he keeps hitting the top of that wall yeah yeah I need to hit the I need to hit a couple more push-ups in the weight room Hey, I tell you this: I'll take two out hits that score runs all day long, whether that's oh, a yeah. home run, a single, or a double. Absolutely, that's coming from a coach. I'm trying to drop bombs. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Alex, we talked a little earlier about you know the JUCO. Just want to talk about how did you how did you end up at Holmes? What was the decision that made you go? You know what? I'm going to go here. I mean, I'm sure you had some dreams when you were younger. You know, going I'm going to play at the big school or whatever. So, how'd you end up at a JUCO? Oh uh, man, honestly, it was. Senior year, I was just starting to get looked at after this tournament in Oxford. After that I solo really, bomb? Uh, no, sir. <laughs> that was later on playoffs. But in Oxford, the tournament, I ended up hitting four home runs in three games. And uh, after that, my phone started ringing a little bit from some uh, JUCO coaches. And uh, Holmes ended up being one of them. They were actually one of the first two. And I went down there on a visit. I mean – with the JUCO, you know you're not going to get, like, all the – like, the big town to go out and do stuff and the big school and this, that, and the other, all the good stuff. But I went down there and Coach DuPont sat me down in his office and he was like, hey, man, if you, uh, if you come down here, you'll play every game. And basically that's all I wanted to hear was as long as I hit and do everything right, you'll play every game and just get the chance and the opportunity to – you know, really showcase myself in front of other, like, D1, D2 coaches. That's that's all I wanted to hear. Yeah, you just want to get swinging, right? There you go. Dylan, what about you, man? How'd you – how'd you cut? What was the path like? Uh, mine, mine at the beginning was a little bit challenging. Um, I, I ended up with, like, six or seven schools, like, like offering me and giving me visits. And I'd originally committed to uh, – verbally committed to Meridian Community College. And um, as as it sat on me, sat on my brain for a couple nights, a couple weeks, um, I I just I just had this gut feeling like like because I I had committed to Meridian uh, after all my visits. So after I went to Northwest, so and then I talked down, I sat down and talked with my parents, and I was like, I, I, I'm kind of feeling Meridian. 
but for some reason as time went on like like the distance from 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 home like three and a half hours i just i don't know like personally i'm a i'm, I'm a mama's boy i'm a homebody and uh i didn't I, I didn't feel like going off that far and uh so then i uh sat down and i uh talked with the meridian coaches and uh explained them like like what i was feeling and then uh I decided Northwest because I mean I'd known Carson and Bill Selby since I was like six years old, just like going to their Diamond Skills camps and all that. So I knew that if I went to North, I knew when if I went to Northwest, like like what hands I was in and and and, uh, and that they cared for me. So no, absolutely. So so Alex, we kind of talked about it getting in front of the D one D two guys. Are you got plans for a four year school after JUCO? It's honestly like the JUCO route again. I'm just looking for a place for a chance and opportunity to play. Uh, I don't have anybody interested yet, but also my freshman – our freshman year got cut kind of short too, so. Yeah, it's a wild time right now, right? It is. So, Dylan, you kind of had the same thing going. Freshman – I guess the year gets cut or whatever, but, like, you got you got plans to go to a four-year school? Oh, yes, sir. Uh, matter of fact, as we, as we were talking right here, the uh, – I followed a four-year on uh, Twitter last night and sent them an email, and they just hit me back with that follow on Twitter. Oh, yeah, there you go. Yeah. That's the social media AC. When Jim and DB and I were in high school, there wasn't no social media, so that's how yeah, old we are. Sure. Not that anybody would have been hitting me up to follow me back. but <laughs> they, uh, the, head, the head coach is following me back now. That's kind of hyping me up. I hope they email me back. Yeah, no doubt. Well, good luck on that. So, Alex, you talked about just your, your freshman year getting cut, but what's a – your typical day. What's 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 Frilly doing on a typical day for training? I uh, wake up about seven o'clock, hop shower, eat eat a little bit of breakfast, go to class. After class, get some lunch. Lunch, you go change and go straight to the batting cages, batting cages, and then because that's considered early hitting before practice. Practice do the hitting there. Uh, depending on how long the practice is or what we did that day, I'll go back up a little bit later after dinner and hit again. And just like practice, depending on that, again, I'll go work out late night before going to bed. So are you going to class in person? Or are you guys back in the classroom? Uh, we don't know yet. Uh, we don't move in until this coming Sunday. Got you. What about you, Dylan? You, uh, you, what are you doing? What's a typical day look like? You wake up and get breakfast yeah. too, or you skip it? No, no, I, I, I got to eat that breakfast. Um, no, but uh, one of our buddies, Peyton Mills, uh, Alex knows him too, but he was my roommate at Northwest, and we were always uh, uh, locked in together there. But we, I mean, we, we had six a.m.s at Northwest, so we were waking up five fifteen, eating, eating a breakfast, getting a, that six a.m. lift in, uh, getting another breakfast. So I was getting two breakfasts and uh, go to class. Uh, get out of class. I, I'd take a little 45-hour nap, and then I'd wake up, go to go to practice, uh, hit hit and, and do normal routine practice. After practice, get a little snack, and then go hit, and then wait around, go get some, go get hit the calf with the team, and then uh, after that, uh, hit again later that night. And uh, uh, in between there, we'd get a lift in as a team, like like like. Like in groups, like one group practicing, one group lifting, and we just that was that was the grind down at Northwest. But well, now Jim said you didn't hit it hard enough because you were hitting the top of the wall, man. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I, I I gotta I gotta throw some more weight on the bar. 
<laughs> so when I'm all right, I'm gonna ask you one more question on the breakfast thing. What's your first breakfast? What's your second breakfast? We're talking like eggs and bacon. We're talking like you know some corn yeah. pops. What are we looking like? <laughs> no, so I'd wake up uh, before before our uh, six a.m. I'd eat like I got those little like instant oatmeal things. Oh yeah. So I'd I'd pop some oatmeal in the uh, microwave and then I'd take like a banana or a rice cake, put some peanut butter on it. And then that was I, I tried to stay light before the workout, but then after that workout, I'd go to the calf and I just I'd, I'd chow down. Going ham. Yeah, I'd go ham on the on the calf breakfast. Well, clearly Dylan wasn't eating the right foods because my man Frill. Let's talk about it. Summer league. I heard you had the highest batting average. Is that true? I did. But I will give it to Dylan. I didn't play as many games as him. So uh, if we would have finished with the same amount of games, we probably would have been around the same average hey don't don't play that humble card don't play that humble card we ain't doing that here no you 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 want it out right so you talked about all the time in the cage you know (laughs) and I assume that played a role in it let's talk about something you know I see Dylan in the weight room every day are you hitting the weights as much as he is during the summer I'm usually trying to go between three to five times a week just depending on how the schedule is because this summer I actually me, Dylan, and a couple of our other buddies uh, built a batting cage in my backyard. So I was doing I was doing hitting lessons out of my backyard for a little bit. But but yeah, I would try to go to the gym almost every day if I could, and then hit. <laughs> so do you? Hey, I gotta ask you. You know, I sent a video to Daniel here because Daniel takes his working out serious. I, I sent a video of Dylan working out in his socks. Do you do the same thing? I do not. I haven't tried it at least. Uh, look, he he sounded like he wanted to say something, Dylan. What do you what do you got to say to defend yourself? Man, that's just uh, that's just that EOP stuff. Uh, John, what what John <laughs> teaches all them people out there. Alex knows about EOP. They don't work out in shoes, do they? No, not not at all. Daniel, you care to step in on this? Look, man. First, <laughs> I don't know if you saw the text message. I responded to Jim when I saw that, but. First yeah, off, dude. if you're working out barefoot, you're a weirdo. All right, we're going to start <laughs> hey, it is there. what it is. It is what and, it is now. And I, I get the whole I want to be one with the earth and I want to feel the earth under my feet. But, <laughs> dude, you play a game that requires you to be in spikes. At no point are you going to be barefooted on the baseball field. So you need to that throw is, some that is on, very true. put some weight under it. And, I mean, from all accounts, you're hitting the wall and not hitting it out. Maybe putting some shoes on the squat, man. Like, man, y'all are a couple all inches on the ball. Hey, no, I, I, hey man, it, it's it's all love. We, yeah, we bust balls around love. here. It's it's all good, man. I, I love, dude, it. I love hey, it. All right. So I, we're saying that if he had shoes on, he would hit it over more? Is that where we're going? I don't work out at all, Dylan, so I ain't going to talk shit. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm saying if he would – be more orthodox so you probably hit it hit it um, out see i think he's got a little bit more flair to him than most so i, I like it dylan i'm rooting for you cuz well, he cut it he cut his hair like he has zero flair now yeah I got no had, he had the the flowing yeah. locks and the yeah barefoot workouts he had something like he had his niche now He's just like Jim. He's just a regular dude in the gym <laughs> lifting weights oh, hey, hey ain't nothing wrong with being like Jim yeah, no, hey, not when you're throwing up 355. I, <laughs> I want to be like Jim too. Look, yeah. hey, he's used to he's used to being checked on. I remember speaking of social media on Facebook last year. His own mom posted a video of him running when he was younger, and it was 
Yeah. Unorthodox to say the least. Oh, His own shoes, mom, shoes on or no shoes? Shoes. It didn't oh, matter. I, I shoes on. Uh, no. All right. I'm done. Hey, seriously, let's let's bring him back up. So he may have not led summer league in batting, but he did in RBIs. How many RBIs do you have, Dylan? Oh, I ended up with 23 through 18 games. Very nice. Very nice. And uh, you know, I was there. Y'all came up short, but overall, that uh, that Delta team, y'all y'all were pretty solid. Did you uh, did you feel like you got better this summer, Dylan? Oh yeah, this summer uh, was was one for the books for sure. I'm not just saying that to say it. Uh, just just hitting hitting with all my buddies, Alex and all them. I mean, we, we were hitting every day. Just like I I felt this summer, I learned a lot about my swing and who I am as a hitter, uh, as opposed to all the other years. So I, I felt I got a lot better this summer. Shout out Amen. to quarantine. <laughs> hey, so with that, uh, you know, every time I'm talking to you, you know, you say you're going to BP. Obviously, Alex talks about he's got his own bat cage, but a lot of times you're telling me you're going to different schools. So are these all the same guys that you're playing with? You are just getting together at high schools and, and going and hitting? Yeah, it was uh, – It was the, the norm was uh, me, Woogie, Alex, and uh, Connor Gardner because we, we, we were all on the same summer team. So we'd all, we'd all uh, grind, grind this summer. And, and go hit every day. And Fr and Frill was there for all those. Yeah, Frill was there. He he was accounted for every single time. All right, don't let me hear. Don't let me hear different, Frill. <laughs> no. no, game days we hit what two or three hours before the game every time. Well, you said you missed a few games, so I thought you might be skipping BP uh, sessions too. No, no. Woo! When I miss the games, that means I was like, <laughs> hey. So you you wait? Hold on! Hold on! Hold on! You miss games? I did. We're not talking about practice. We're not talking about practice. We're talking about yeah, games. What's 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 more important? I mean, what what's a college kid doing that's more important than playing a game? I mean, we did take a trip out the country to Mexico for a week. Shit, he did you have to quarantine upon arrival back? Uh, no, it was. It was honestly like more sanitary there than it is here. It was way better there. They were more careful with everything. I never thought I'd hear that in my life. It was more sanitary in Mexico than it was here. <laughs> it really was, dude. Everywhere you went, you had to like clean your shoes off. They were spraying your hands with uh, hand sanitizer. They were checking your temperature in and out. It was just crazy. So how come you guys or is there thoughts of playing on the same team? After JUCO, uh, yeah, we 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 actually discussed that the other night, uh, hitting with uh, old Bill Selby's son Eli. He uh, shout out to him. He just he just uh, he just committed to Niagara in New York. But uh, we were talking about some schools and talking about going to the same school afterwards. Frill, would that be something like? Would that be? Like your parents, it seems like you guys are good friends. Like, would that be something your parents would just fall in love with if y'all were back together again? Absolutely. I, I would like to play again. I mean, just like high school, one's batting fourth and fifth and vice versa, you know. So my last question before we move into to, to our game, all right. Who the fuck is Woogie? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Woody, that, that's Please old, elaborate. Uh, that's all Mar Marcarius Lee. He plays at uh, 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 MC. Uh, dang, I, I can't even think of the name of the school. Alex. Mississippi College, yeah. Shout out to him, too. 
I'm shouting everybody out. So you got Frill, you got Dill, you got Woogie, and you got Gardner. Yeah, we, that, we that's call, your crew. Yeah, we call Woogie Woog. Like we got you got Dill, Frill, Woog, and, and Connor. Connor. Connor got shafted. He gets shit. He don't get a name. He's just <laughs> yeah, Connor. Hey, yeah. but but Connor's <laughs> actually hitting the ball over the fence, unlike Dylan. Hey, uh, hey, bro. Ooh. And that's the guy. Hey, you tried to have yeah. his back, Dylan. See how he do you? Hey, I, I sent hey, I sent them that video clip of uh, Connor hitting that home run off the hey, kid hey, who was I, untouchable I, for five innings at that. Hey, me and Alex, me and Alex were tied at two on the team. Tied for two. Two dingers. Hey, Dill, uh, or maybe for either one of y'all can answer this, because I was trying to tell Daniel about the kid. The kid who pitched against y'all in that last game, Summer League, um, where did he pitch – or where did he come from? Because that dude was dealing for real. He goes to Itawamba with Connor. The, the pitcher on another team? I thought it was like East something. Maybe I heard it wrong. No, no. He, he goes he goes to Itawamba, but on, uh, yeah, I'm going to keep my comments to myself. Never mind. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> this is no censored here. Fuck that. Let's oh, hear okay. it. Uh, man, that dude – Alex can vouch for me too. Alex, chime in after. after oh, Alex he's gonna throw Alex under the bus. No, go ahead. Oh, Cosign. Oh, go ahead. I mean, don't get me wrong. He he's a good pitcher. He could paint, but we were just making him look like he was like 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 something better than what he really is. We should have we should have we should have ripped his tits that first inning. But <laughs> yeah, he. I mean, he was a good pitcher. Don't get me wrong, but we just we were swinging at dumb stuff like he said, and you know. Yeah. Not going to blame it on the umpires, but the umpires were kind of screwing us a little bit. They weren't yeah. giving it both ways. And was Jim playing on that team? <laughs> the umpires. <laughs> hey, no, Dylan, before, before we move into this next segment, I got to ask you just from listening to all this talk, are you a guy that's trash talking on the field? Me? Uh, depends. You it, said it, me? It, what? I would never. If they, if they, if they start it, I'm going to finish it. So. <laughs> Look, I'm going to be honest. When we're talking about talking, you know, I wondered how these guys might respond to y'all's, you know, language. But I'm going to tell you, Frill, I heard that F-bomb from the other side <laughs> of the park the other day. It's, it's, amazing, it's amazing the etiquette that you have when you're playing for your school and then the etiquette yeah. you have when you're playing for your summer league team. Yeah, well, did you, did you hurt your hand or what, what happened sliding? What, what made you outraged like that? Man, we were like we were already down what four nothing by that. Yeah, I just had a decent at bat. That's the at bat I was talking about. The umpire almost screwed me because he was calling strikes like at my shoelaces pretty much. So I thought I was like, all right, we're about to have like a little rally going, and we had one out at the time. And I don't know who hit, but we had like a slow roller to first, and I'm not fast. And we got doubled up and out of the inning, and we were just going back out and. I don't know. It just kind of got to me right there. The competitive <laughs> part of me got got to me, I guess. Man, hey, hey, we're, hey, we're we're JUCO bandits out in these streets. Y'all. Hey, my my son said the word when he got home and said it's okay because Frill said it. Oh snap! <laughs> Whoa, that's not good. That's not people, good. Oh, people Jesus. stay people stay hating on JUCO, aka Cameron James. I'm coming at you, bro. Oh, oh, here we go. Y'all got some ground. I, I can't believe yeah. it took us this long to get his name brought hey, up, but they got y'all talking about the reigning champ. Hey, hey, D, hey, D1's D1, Juco, Juco, bro. But don't be hating on Juco now. No. I didn't hey. make it to any of it shit, so you're good with me. <laughs> Ryan Orr, man. Ryan Orr. Hey, hey, that what, one motherfucker, man. Hey, what do, what do we know, though, Randy, that Cameron has that they don't have? We talked about that gene pool. They didn't inherit that. 
Ooh, man. I'm going to keep that to myself, but I ain't going to lie to y'all. Uh, he a good-looking dude. I think <laughs> – Look, well, he, kinda, he he also has a lot of a lot of I don't know about y'all's family, but he's got some talent like bred oh, down yeah. the line, and that's, that's what I was talking yeah. about. That, that's my my family does too down the line. Uh, you got um, uncle played with Archie at Ole Miss. You got cousin played with Manning at Tennessee. Uh, brother or not my brother-in-law, oh, but you got my attention just, now. <laughs> yeah, my my uh my uncle played with Archie. And he actually his record his record was broke by Evan Ingram's in 2017. He held it for that long. Damn. Yeah. Yeah, and then like you know, my dad's like a riverboat pilot. Shout out to my pops, but like I ain't got <laughs> this. I don't have this kind of gene pool. If it wouldn't have been for that, man, I would have beat Ryan Orr out for my spot. <laughs> you yeah. what you should have been, Randy. Is you should have been a fighter, because your dad definitely would have passed you down some Dude. stuff. Yeah, if it look, if it's like a bare knuckle brawl, like Kimbo Slice style before YouTube, that's what pops. He'll fucking throw hands, son. Hey, he's not. Back, hey, I'm gonna tell you, he's hitting over the wall. You feel me? <laughs> going back to the very beginning of this, I'm honestly shocked that I ended up with baseball instead of football because my family would pound football in the back of my throat. They wanted me to play so bad. But so, did you play at all in high school? Like seventh grade, and that was about it. <laughs> I feel you. You get hit said, a lot less in baseball. Exactly. No, it wasn't, it wasn't just that. It was just I was more focused in baseball than I was football. But I was it was my center line. in middle school. Yeah, yeah I was 18 <laughs> linebacker, too. 18. Shout out to 18. <laughs> right, stri- right side, strong side. 18 best team. Is that what you're saying? Yes, sir. All right, guys. So let's let's move on to this next segment. We, we like to end every guest uh, segment with – a game called this or that it's very simple i'll start with dylan every time dylan will answer and then alex will give his answer but it's two options you have to pick one or the other you can't say both and you can't say neither you guys good i'm good all right here we go playstation or xbox playstation playstation all right flip phone or dial-up internet, if you had to choose one, which would it what? be? Flip, Flip phone. What Flip. is dial-up internet? <laughs> <laughs> so back in the day, you guys, young studs, man, were probably like crawling around, but you actually had to like use your phone line, the actual house phone that most people may not have anymore, and it dialed into the internet for you. It's crazy. Like, if, if somebody else picked up the telephone while you were dialed up online, like, uh, it would disconnect you. Uh, it's the, no, the worst. I'll probably go flip phone, then. Flip phone. <laughs> All right, who's a better hitter, Alex or Dylan? Oh, uh, Alex. I'm going to have to say Alex, too. nice nice see i like that at first i thought you guys were gonna be the buddy buddy and one was gonna say the other but i'm glad you said that alex that's what i was going with alex it's all right though (laughs) (laughs) all right if you had to listen to one music artist the rest of your life would it be justin bieber or ariana grande Why Justin Bieber, to be honest, bro? <laughs> yeah, I'd probably say Bieber as well. Bieber fever. Shit. I'd, rather, I'd rather watch Ariana Grande. I'd rather, yeah. Sure. If you said watch, it'd be Ariana Grande all day. But I hope. So. 
Evil. All, right. All right. Would you rather go back in the past or fast forward to the future? Back to the past. Back to the past for sure. Yeah, y'all want to go back to that time you hit the oppo granny and you hit the home yeah. run in the playoffs. Like exactly. I, I'm, I, I'm on to y'all. I got y'all. I got y'all yeah. peg. No, Cam, Cameron <laughs> said he wants to go to the future. He's ready to hit the big leagues. Hey, hey, this is Dilly and Frilly. I don't want to hear no Cameron. <laughs> Shout out, Dilly Frilly. <laughs> so, would you rather have money or friends? Friends. Friends for sure. Yeah, hundred percent. That's terrible sweet. answer. That's real sweet. Sweet. I'll buy my friends. Sorry, Jim. Sorry, Randy. <laughs> I'm pretty fucking cheap. Hey-o. So, would you rather smell bad or have bad breath? Ooh, if I have bad breath and just keep my mouth closed. Bro, you, you talk You can't much. keep your mouth closed. I don't closed. think that's going to happen. <laughs> That'd be like me saying I'm going to be quiet. <laughs> I guess I'm smelling bad. Hey, I, I think I'll smell bad. I, I like that. All right. If you had to get rid of one food, would it be pizza or tacos? Oh, pizza. I love tacos, bro. Probably tacos, pretty much. I live off, I live off pizza down in Goodman. <laughs> hey, that's the, the, the Mississippi special, that, that Little Caesars. Down there, yeah. good. that cafeteria pizza. I got you. So, would you rather forget your date's name or call your your date your ex's name? Oh, uh, <laughs> probably forget her name and just ask her politely. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Really can't even Ooh. answer that. He's had the same girl for like three years. Yeah, you say her name wrong at this point. It's over. It's over. It's over. So, so the last question: Frilly or Dilly? Which is better? Dilly. Dilly. Mm -hmm. Dilly. 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 Hey guys, that's that's it, man. Um, anything, Dylan, that you want to plug or promote? You got anything coming up that you want people to check out? I know you guys just had some summer league stuff, but I mean, anything you want I mean, people to know about? I mean, I, I, I'll say just pray for this season because I, I, I really want it to happen, to be honest. What about you, Shout Alex? Out. Just hope the season happens, man. Hopefully life goes back to normal here shortly. Guys, I, I wish I had the answer for you, but I mean, I think it's it's a good step in the right direction that you guys play an outdoor sport that's wide open. Um, as far as the school part of it and what they say you can and can't do, that's hopefully I can just pray for you guys and you guys get a chance to go out there and, and, and have a season. I know last year was not ideal and this year is looking pretty bleak right now, but hopefully it picks up, but we end every show with a segment we call Around the Horn, and basically, guys, our guests get to be a part of this, and it's whatever you're passionate about, whatever you want people to know, you tell the audience one thing you think they need to know before you go, and Dylan, I'm going to start there Around the Horn with you. What's one thing the audience <laughs> needs to know before you go? Yeah, uh, my, my biggest thing would just be uh, honor and glorify the Lord through, through everything, everything that goes on in this life. Just, uh, 
if if you walk with him, he, he shall provide. And just uh, I, I live off that. I was I was just I was raised that way. I know everybody has their own opinions, but I, I, I'm I'm a strong believer that if you trust in him, then he shall provide uh, uh, and 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 unfold your future before your before your eyes. Nice, Alex. What's one thing the audience needs to know before you go? I'm gonna keep it short and simple. Teamwork makes the dream work. Sir, what do you do? All right, Randy, throwing it up to you. What's one thing the audience needs to know before you go? Shout out to the young king, John ja Morant. Happy birthday! His 21st birthday, so now he can legally sip champagne and hopefully get two more dubs in the bubble. Also, I'd be remiss if I didn't every week say it the suicide prevention hotline. 1-800-273-8255. Do not be too prideful to get some help near and dear to all of us here. So would you be mad, Randy, if John Morant left the bubble tonight? Uh, I would, yeah, I don't, uh, why are you even talking like that? <laughs> <laughs> Just think, on our 21st birthday, we were doing crazy stuff. And I was at John, Bible study, cuz. Hey, not this dude. All, all but, night long. It was the, I remember it was the. 21st, that was 2005, yeah. When these boys were like three years old or some shit. <laughs> All right, Jim, what's one thing the audience needs to know before you go? All right, so we're talking about praying for a season, and everybody knows about the Big Ten and knows about college football. Basically, probably by the time the week's over, if not before, they're all going to come down and say we're not playing in. You know, I wanted to talk about what Trevor Lawrence said. Instead of reading everything he said, just on the back end, he said, not to mention the players coming from situations that are not good for them or their future and having to go back to that. Football is a safe haven for so many people. And I remember watching the, the Rod Woodson documentary, and he talked about if football wouldn't have provided something for him, he would have absolutely been a crack dealer, and he absolutely would have been killed at some point. And so that's maybe a side that people don't look at. There are a lot of players with extreme talent that came from very poverty situations. And that's something that people don't think about because these kids got to go back to that. The school really provided them with something, uh, an opportunity. And so you're sending these kids back to that along with, as he spoke of, maybe not the best uh, safety measured health wise. So something to consider. And last I looked, the we want to play hashtag on Twitter was at over 150,000. So these kids clearly want to play for all different reasons. So let me ask you this, Jim. In your opinion, is it worth the risk of playing? Yes. I think these kids, it's, it's everything to him. We're talking to a couple baseball players right now that if you ask them the same question, they would absolutely risk it. Randy, if that was your kid, would you – and they came to you wanting some advice on whether they should play or not – what would you get? What what kind of advice would you tell them? I would say, given the protocol, you know, Nick Saban, uh, I think we can all agree, the greatest coach of all time. I would say, yeah, if they're going to take the precautions to keep you safe, as safe as you can be, um, yeah, they're, you're not risking it anymore playing that sport than you are being out in the general public. I do think one thing that is very ironic is watching everybody today talk about how they want to see college football. Uh, it's kind of ironic because all the people that wanted to see it are the same people that didn't take this serious and didn't do the mass thing. And as the numbers skyrocket, now all of a sudden we give a shit. But 
that is neither here nor there. What I what I think is is interesting is the fact that over a six month span, we're caring about the long term effects of a COVID, you know, like a, a positive COVID test when it took forever for football to realize head trauma injuries were a real issue. So, Amen. I guess it's a step in the right direction, and I think it's it's being in their eyes, being proactive and trying to respond to something that could be bad. But I mean, just on a selfish note, I, I want to see football. I want to see all sports. Um, I'm happy when there, when there is sports, but you know, I, I do get that there's a risk and there's a big, big decision that's going to be looming over the next couple of days. And I'm sure it'll give us something to talk about, but for me, my around the horn, the one thing I think the audience needs to know before we go is I just want to thank our listeners. Um, we started this endeavor of having a podcast about 18 weeks ago, and it was basically three friends deciding they were going to take their text thread and their phone calls and record it and put it out there for people to hear. Because, I mean, Dylan, Alex, this is exactly what we do in a text thread or, or a phone call the text thread seems to be a a little bit more punches thrown and a lot more curse words. But um, the reality is, is we're sitting over a little over 900 listens and that's unbelievable to me. So I just want to take a minute, thank the listeners and and just tell them and anybody out there, if, if you like hearing average Joe's talking X's and O's, you can like and share the, the podcast on Facebook. You can retweet us on Twitter. Please listen and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Anchor. As always, comments and ratings and feedback, is all that is welcome, please. We, we want it. We need it. Uh, it's the only way to grow the brand and, and, and make this better and, and cater to the audience. I want to thank Alex Frillman and Dylan Hale for joining us tonight. I got a chance to talk about that JUCO grind. I wish you guys the best of luck. I hope that there's a season for you. And who knows, maybe there's a, a JUCO championship coming one of you your ways but we'd like to have you on in the next you know little bit to talk about hopefully a four-year university picking you up and what's next for you guys uh next week guys we're gonna have episode 19 we're drawing close to that thousand listens man it's gonna be a, a huge milestone for us but we're gonna have brady tiger who is a 2021 baseball commit for the university of arkansas he is a stud um you know, just talking to Alex and Dylan tonight about him. He, he, he's the real deal. He's legit. So we're excited to have him next week. But, guys, that's it for us. Remember, strong bodies, sharp minds, grit and grind all the time. We're out. <laughs>